All right, welcome to a USC Annenberg podcast called Scoreboard, where we go over the best going on in USC sports, and it is a lot going on right now. Most importantly, though, I am joined by my incredible co-host, Brooke Rohde, Alexandria Maria, and Eli Kleinman. Guys, let's get right into it to start off. First topic, is Evan Mobley the greatest USC basketball player of all time? I mean, yesterday, Evan Mobley, he got 22 points in his game against ASU. Um, The team's looking really good right now. As for the season, he's averaging 16.8 points per game, and he's shooting 60% from the field. Um, He's looking like a great player on the court, super versatile, a monster under the basket when it comes to his dunks. Like, he has so many dunk reels that he could totally make for the NBA, and he can even hit those long-range threes when he wants to. So I think he's the best player on USC right now, and he's going to be – I think he's right now he's slotted to go top three in the NBA, if that's correct. So, yeah, he's looking pretty good for a freshman. I think Evan Mobley can be the greatest USC player of all time, but I don't think he's there yet. I think he needs to finish the season strong. Really? I I say that because you look at early in the season, he had struggles. Against Utah, he didn't take a field goal. He scored three points. Against UCLA, they double-teamed him. He scored nine points. But it wasn't exactly the most inspiring performance. And he's had other games, like in their losses against Oregon State, where he didn't put up even 15 points. When USC, when Evan Mobley plays well, so does USC. I need to see a little bit more for him to round out the season in order to make him the greatest USC player of all time. Because there is another great player. OJ Mayo had incredible statistics at USC. Holy. That's true. So... What I need to see from exactly. So what I need to see from Mobley is just a little bit more consistency, which he's shown as of recently. But he needs to keep that up through the rest of the season and potentially into March. Wow, Alexandria, what do you think about Evan Mobley? Evan Mobley, I feel like he's on his way. I do. He's got great ball awareness. He always seems to know where that ball's at and where it's going. So many times. You know, the guards are just going to throw the ball up and he's just going to find it and throw it down for the dunk. So I think, you know, big things from Evan Mobley. He's for sure going down in USC history. I feel like something that we kind of forget about, too, is his brother Isaiah. Um, I don't know. if I'm sure you guys watched the game last night, but the chemistry between Evan and Isaiah was insane. I just feel like they can pass the ball, shoot the ball. They can basically do everything without even talking to each other. Just the chemistry between the two brothers is, like, unlike anything I've ever seen. So I feel like... Once those two kind of get going, the team's basically unstoppable. So I'm really excited how this team's looking so far. And um, I remember reading this thing that uh, USC, they haven't had a number four seed in NCAA tournament since 2002. So if they keep rolling with these games, getting through these Pac-12 wins, I think we've got a good shot. And Evan Mobley being our best player on the team right now, I think he's got a big shot to be the Pac-12 freshman of the year coming in with his record six freshman freshman uh of the week so yeah he's looking pretty strong right now for sure they might as well name the freshman of the week award after evan mobley at this point yeah it's it's incredible no i i couldn't agree with you more and uh absolutely alexandria with the ball awareness you meant and then eli man coming in saying you know not yet i I like it we got to have some variation and and everyone's so high Eli's always coming in with the no, no, no. I feel like I remember on sports scene, he was always like, 
nope, th- I think this, this, and this. So Eli's always coming in with those hot takes. So, yeah. Here's, here's, here's the thing, though. So Evan Mobley's an incredible player. He is by far the most talented player USC has ever had. He just needs to show it consistently. But one thing Brooke mentioned that I really think is what truly makes Evan Mobley great is his passing ability. Because so often yep. they throw him the ball in the post and he gets double teamed. He's not going to score those double teams. But what he is so good at is finding the open man and hitting him. We've Too often you see big men throw the ball out of bounds or turn it over because they don't know where the open guy is. Evan Mobley always knows where the open guy is, always finds him. He doesn't always get assists because USC hasn't been the best three-point shooting team this season, and that's often where he finds guys behind the arc. But his passing has been incredible this season. I think that's actually one thing that stands out that really goes unnoticed for the most part. I just feel like for me, I sometimes forget that Evan Mobley's literally 19. Like, he's so young. Yeah. He acts like on the on the court, he's such a talented player, and it just has so much poise when, he, when he's on the ball. He has so much ball awareness, like Alexandra said. Um, yeah, it's just, it seems like he's such like a well-rounded player already, and he has so much to learn. And like, going into the league, I really hope he gets drafted by a team that has veterans that he can just totally be a mentor for. And it's just crazy to see like him coming out of high school, totally dominating. I feel like some people thought like, oh, he was going to go to college and he was not going to be the best player and this, this, and this. And I just feel like he's totally like defied the odds and just coming into the NBA is almost probably a second, second overall draft pick is going to be crazy. So just seeing him succeed is just super exciting. And it really makes USC like stand out too as a basketball school. Cause I know in the past, like, I feel like the Pac-12 kind of gets overlooked in the world of basketball and them doing so well this year is going to help them in the future with the recruiting process. So overall, just Absolutely. super excited. Absolutely. No, I think I think Evan Mobley, he is that unicorn type player. We're talking about the passing. Alexandria is bringing up the awareness. We're bringing up all his different skill sets and this guy is like over seven feet. It's ridiculous the way he can shoot, the way he can move, the way he can run the floor. He's like the size of Joel Embiid with the athleticism of Chris Bosh. And if you look at the NBA, even when Nikola Jokic, Mobley seems to really be fitting the mold of the future. But with his size and athleticism, Eli might be right that he needs to show more consistency to be the best USC player. And shout out to DeMar DeRozan as well. I'm Canadian, so yeah, you know, yeah. gotta give him his props. But uh, Evan Mobley... Could not could become a superstar in the NBA as well, and we'll have to see. You never know. More USC players might get drafted because Evan Mobley is amazing, but we're talking about the whole team here. Guys, is this the best USC basketball team that we've ever seen? Well, it's certainly the best basketball team, USC basketball team, I've ever seen because any team that's in comparison is happened long before long I was gone. born. But I would say yes. And and again, it comes with a caveat. You need to finish the season strong. You can't flop in the last, what, four or five games. Uh, you know, what do they you, need to do to finish, uh, would you say? They need to win probably three of those games, and they just picked up Oregon, which is a tough State, matchup. Right? Um, Oregon's a tough matchup. They're finally healthy again, so that should be – a big battle for the in the Pac-12 at the top of the standings. But I think if they win three of their last, I believe it's five games, I think they probably will be the best USC basketball team ever. 
But, you know, at, at the end of the day, college basketball is defined just as much by what you do in March as what you do during the regular season. So absolutely, winning the Pac-12 is great, and that is actually an excellent accomplishment, except especially for a school that's not been considered a basketball school. But USC fans will remember how they do in March more than how they do in this regular season. Yeah, I totally agree with Eli. I mean, when I was – Looking, I just went down a little history road looking at the 1940 team, the 1971 team, and like I saw this crazy stat that like in the 1940s, the NCAA tournament only had eight teams, and like it was called the Pacific Coast Conference, not even the Pac, or it used to be the Pac 10. But um, I just feel like it's so hard to compare like these teams in the 40s and the ones in the 70s that went 24 and 2 to like this team now in 2021, almost 40, 50 years later. I think this is the best team we've ever seen as well. Um, Just going off of, like, our huge grad transfers, I feel like having such a deep roster, Drew Peterson has been playing out of his shoes this year. It's so exciting that he's even able to play with – he was worried that he was going to have to sit out a year and getting the transfers like Chavez Goodwin and Taj Edey. Taj Edey has been shooting great, like, super sharp sharp shooter from the three. Um, I just feel like our team chemistry is so good right now, and we're rolling. We're – I think it's, what, 12 wins a row? 13 wins in a row, I feel like if we keep that good intensity up and really finish strong, like Eli said, obviously going into these last couple games against Oregon State and uh, Stanford and, of course, UCLA at the end of the season is going to be a really big definer. So I think keeping that momentum going and getting a good slot for the NCAA tournament, maybe even getting a bye would be awesome. So I think we just have a lot to overcome and a lot to defy, but I feel like this team has really shown this season that anything is possible. And I think if they just keep rolling and keep – just keep doing well. I think this is going to be the best USC basketball team we've ever seen in history. So I'm so excited for March Madness. March Madness is always like my favorite time of the year. Just like seeing those, those outnumbered teams just come in and beat the number one seed. So yeah, I'm super excited. Absolutely. No, no, no doubt. It's going to be amazing. Alexandria, we got to hear your take on this. Yeah, I have to agree. I think they are probably the best team right now that USC's had. And what makes them so good is they're so adaptable. Like, you know, against Washington, they weren't landing their three-point shots, so they said, hey, let's use our guys, let's work the paint, and they did. They ended up scoring, like, 46 of their 69 points came from in the paint. You know, they're using that height that they have. Wow. No, that's a great point, and Alexandria, we'll start with you. How far do you think this team can go? I think we can, we can do it. We can get that championship, you know, Wow, National? that's a big one. That, that's a hot that's take. That's a hot take right there. I like it. Hot take. I, like I said it. it. We know Skyler likes those hot takes. Skyler's got some good hot takes in his bag right now. Hey, hey, I feel it. This is a good one. And uh, no, absolutely, though, th- this is a phenomenal team with USC. And I've said it before. I, I said it, you know, the Dodgers, the Lakers, there's something going on. There's something special going on in Southern California right now. And I think that USC can take this championship. The team is amazing. The Super Mobley brothers, the chemistry you've got going on there, and uh, exactly how well Taj Edie's been shooting, the points off the bench. This team is simply phenomenal. Uh, Brooke and Eli, how far do you think this team can go? But before I go, can we just – I'm going to ask you guys. Are you guys saying they will win a championship? Like I want to hear I'm that. Is it defin- definitive? Is that, is that a yes or a no? Like if I, if I ask get, you the they question. They have to get through Gonzaga. Gonzaga is undefeated. I think Gonzaga is the number one like def- 
obviously the number one seed in the tournament right now, but they have to get through Gonzaga, they have to get through Iowa, they have to get through a lot of tough teams out of conference that we don't have skills, that we don't have experience playing. So, I mean, that's a super spicy hot take by Alexander saying that we're going to win the entire championship, but I think definitely they could get to the Sweet 16, Elite 8. Skylar, are you following up, doubling up what Alexander said, saying we're winning the championship? Let's go, USC USC is going to win the basketball championship. Uh, Okay. Uh, yeah. Just like super cold, just roll call right just, on sports. Just, team, so I gotta roll with it. it. It's incredible. Like you guys are really like surprising me with that take because uh, look, USC is an excellent team. They're eighteen and three, but they're not a perfect team. We've we've seen flaws. Uh, look, right. I this team is a ton of fun to watch. But three point shooting has been a problem for most of the season. As of late, they've been. Excellent at knocking down wide open threes. Ethan Anderson's a great example of that. He struggled when he came back from injury. Right now he's knocking down his threes. Can that continue? That's going to be a huge determining factor. Also, something that's improved in the last couple games that struggled early in the season is free throw shooting. Yeah. Often games in March come down to free throw shooting. USC, which makes so little sense because Andy Enfield was one of the best free throw shooters in college basketball history, is awful at shooting free throws. So... That's another thing that if they can keep up the solid and the improved free throw shooting, they can be in position. But I think saying they'll win a championship is a little too early because there's just there, – Gonzaga, when you watch Gonzaga, you watch Baylor, every game they come out strong. And exactly, another level is a tier above. And, of course, anything in March can happen. That's what's so great. But – Absolutely. To say championship right now, it, it feels too early. Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously I'm not going to be like, no, like I'm not going to be like totally sh- shooting it down. But I feel like, to be realistic, I feel like this since we think this team is the best team we've seen ever or even in a while, I think they're going to be able to go in the, a lot farther in the tournament than a lot of people think. So I think we're in for yeah. a surprise. I mean, that's why it's called March Madness. You never know totally. what's going to happen. I remember, I always remember those 16 seeds coming up and upsetting the number one seed in the first round. And, I mean, it just depends who we get slotted with. But um, I think totally making the Sweet 16, I think, is definitely possible. I mean, that would be awesome in itself. But, I mean, hey, if we can take the whole thing, we can take the whole thing. It's just we're going to have to see what happens. And, of course, we're going to have to win the Pac-12 championship first. There's a lot of hoops that they have to jump through. Before we yes, could be like, March 6th, UCLA is yep. going to be a big game in there, and uh, we'll see what they do. You know, let's get to the Final Four, let's see what happens, but there is something special about this USC basketball team, and I, I like the improvements I've been seeing, as Eli alluded to with Ethan Anderson in particular. Yes, I think it'll come together. Uh, we love talking the USC sports here. We love talking basketball. we got to show the women's soccer team some love. One of the best USC teams out there. Everyone, what is your biggest takeaway from the women's soccer debut? And how far can this team go? All I can say is I'm excited. Um, I remember going to a few games last year. I'm friends with some of the girls on the team. Like I was actually talking to Penelope Hawking today, who's one of their top forwards on the team. Coming back last season was... Uh, named up all Pac-12 forward. Um, I just think having Hawking and Tara McCallan back on the pitch together is just absolutely dangerous. Um, Tara McCallan's already been selected eighth overall by the Washington Spirit in the NWSL, so she's already got her professional career lined wow. up. So she's come back for her senior her last season to come and try and win the whole cup together. And this this team looks scary. Um, they had a tough game against BYU to open up their season, but. 
they really fought through that whole extra 90 minutes, winning that, winning that overtime golden goal. So this team, they won the entire thing in 2016. They were on track last year to go super far in the tournament. So I think they brought back a lot of good girls, have a lot of good freshmen, a lot of good backs, a huge goalkeeper. So this team is going to be really, really good. And I'm super excited to see how far they can make it in this tournament and just dominate the Pac-12 like they always do. Yeah, it um it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty on Monday, but you know, they pulled it off and one thing you have to remember is they haven't played in such a long time, you know. They've gotten their practice in, but they haven't really played an opponent in a while cuz of COVID. So, I feel like it was a slow start, but it's like you said they're going to be dangerous. They got key players like Savannah DeMello back from her ACL injury, and I just, you know, she has great awareness of the field as well and she has the ability to dribble out of places that it's like wow she just finds her her teammates and makes big plays for them so yeah I think it was a very impressive victory on Monday it, it they there were moments where USC was not in full control but for the most part it felt like USC was controlling that game overall for mm-hmm. the most part and what I think is the one concern is is the defense of course giving up three goals in the second half was probably not exactly what they were looking to do. And th- that that comes with, you know, introducing new faces back there and having a whole new or a pretty much a new back line. But I will leave my skepticism with basketball because I think this team can win the championship. Frankly, I'll say it now. I think this team will win the championship. Yeah, because it's realistic. Be- because of the talent they're bringing back, it-, it is just so dominant. And you looked at it. They gave up goals. They were... BYU was able to score in the second half, and it didn't matter because almost every time after BYU scored, USA came right back and answered with a goal. And there is nothing more demoralizing than tying a game and then losing the lead just minutes later. So if USC can perform in this way, and a caveat is also if everyone can stay healthy because that's always the key in sports, then this team – We'll make another deep run into the tournament, and I think we'll win the championship. I think these are. this is one of wow. the teams, if they go on a hot run, they're going to be unstoppable. Um, it sucks that the, the season – they had a good season last year. I remember reading that Hawking and McCowan, out of the entire 47 goals that the USC women's team had last year, Howing, Hawking and Cowan made up 33 of those goals, and both of them are back this year, are starting forward. So having them up front – if I was a center back on an opposing team, I would be so scared. I'd be like, whoa, these girls are so good. Hawking is just so shifty off the ball being a technical forward. Her goal on when they played BYU, she just had a, a nice cut behind that left back and just a couple Ooh. dribbles, quick shot to the corner, and it was a goal. And then she also had that – she drew that crucial P- PK in the 69th minute, and then Tara was just so composed, walked up to the line and just put that ball right in the back of the net for that PK to bring those Trojans up 3-2 to two and – I just having those du- those duos on the field is just going to be crazy, and it's just going to – I feel like it's going to translate to the rest of their team. So I can't say enough about this team. I am just can't wait for the more games that they have coming up, and I just hope all the best for them. And props to their coach too. I've talked to their coach before, and he's super awesome, really about that team culture, and I really can tell those girls are super excited to be back out there, and they're just really out there for each other and for themselves. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, that that is uh... – 
Look, the win was not perfect, but the great teams are able to pull out the win. And I fully believe that this USC soccer team can win a championship. That is nearly all the time that we have today. However, we like to do things a little bit differently here at the scoreboard. So we're going to do our intros for this first episode right before we do the outro. So everyone, let's let's go around and introduce ourselves and... Uh, and basically, you know, let's go around, introduce ourselves, and say our favorite USC team, and if you have a favorite player or moment, and who we are. And by the way, Brooke is on the track and field USC team, in case you didn't know. Okay, well, I guess I'll start. My name is Brooke Rohde. I'm a sophomore from San Diego, majoring in business administration, and I picked up a minor in sports media studies. Skylar already said, but I'm a student athlete here as well. So I'm a part of the USC track and field team and the USC women's cross country team. So I'm more in the mid distance range running the 1500, maybe diving into the 5k. So that's a bit about me. I have to be biased. My favorite sports team is the team that I'm on the women's track team. We are looking super good for this upcoming outdoor season. Um, National champions back in 2018 runners up in 2019 could have won in 2020 so we got a lot of redemption coming for 2021 so favorite team gotta be the track team so that's that's me can't wait for the next episode i can go next so obviously my name is eli i am a freshman from berkeley california majoring in journalism in terms of my favorite sports team I would have to say it's the team. I guess I'll be biased in as well. Not as biased as Brooke. I don't play. I'm not an athlete here. <laughs> but I, I have been covering the USC women's basketball team. And I think while we didn't get to talk about them on this podcast, I think they're an exciting team going forward because. Very exciting. They have two upperclassmen on the entire roster. Both are coming back next season. A team that was plagued with injuries for the vast majority of this season. I think they're going to be something special to watch next year. And I guess if we're going to add my favorite USC moment probably is Jonah Matthews' step back three for the win last season over UCLA on senior one. night. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I'm Alex. I am a senior from Oxnard, California. I am majoring in journalism. And my favorite sport at USC probably has to be the soccer team. I just think they're amazing. And they have a lot of talent on there. Someone I really like watching is the midfielder, Croy Bethune. I think she was great. She just has great ball awareness. And, you know, she was all over the field just making big plays. So, like Brooke said, I'm very excited Uh to see everything. Awesome, awesome. My name is Skylar Treppel. I'm the host of this podcast, but, you know, these three bring the magic. And if you want to hear about a stacked USC roster, we have three other podcasters who will be on next week as well. And everyone here, thank you guys so much for today. Amazing to listen to you all. Thank you, everyone, tuning in for checking out the scoreboard. And we will see you next time.